life is too short to be afraid of rejection, like to be constantly worried about what people think about you. Um, and it, we, we live like we have an uh, infinite amount of time. Uh, we actually don't. If you got ideas, if you got ambition, if you try your ideas, if you give your best shot, and you got rejected, you fail, you can live with that. But if by the end you're like, wow, I didn't even try because I was afraid of what people would say about me or the possibility of failure, that type of regret will be really painful. Welcome to Tractionville, the podcast for companies running on EOS. I'm your host, Chris White, along with my co-host, Benj Miller. And today we are really excited uh, to have this guest in Tractionville with us. And uh, he, just to give you, I'll give you a little teaser. I believe he's got over 7 million hits on one of his videos that he posted online. Uh, his name is Jock Jung, and he is the uh, author of a book called Rejection Proof, and he's also the owner of rejectiontherapy.com. Uh, he also dabbles in some other stuff like technology, and, and I'm sure he'll tell us more. But Jock, welcome to Tractionville. Thank you for having me, Chris. Listen, we uh, there are so many places we can start here, and and I'm actually I'm actually going to let Benj start because he's been following you longer than I have, and he's chomping at the bit. But uh, we're both big fans. But Benj is going to drive this one. Yeah, man. So so I think you might have been the first person that I ever that kind of went viral, like in my world. Um, you'll have to even help us remember what year it was, but your journey's crazy. And I, I would love to use it to inspire our audience of entrepreneurs and business builders, because I think there are, if not major, at least subtle ways that we all deal with what you dealt with. So will you just take us on the journey of what you went through, what you experienced, and then ultimately what you've learned? Sure, absolutely. Um, so I see your audience is like entrepreneurs and people who wants to chase their dreams and start, start new things. And I have been uh, one of them for my whole life. Uh, I grew up wanting, just dreaming to be an entrepreneur. Uh, but that said, I, it took me a long time to start doing it until I was 30. Why? Because I, was, I had a lot of rejection fear. I was afraid of rejection from customers, but more importantly, from my family, from my friends, you know, and, and it took me a long time to actually take the plunge. What if I fail? What if they don't accept me? And even when I started, um, I quit my job when I was 30. I had a pretty good job uh, in, in, in corporate America. And I started in, uh, this company, I was building a team and, and, but then I got rejected with an investment. And the number one thought that came to my mind when I got rejected was, Man, this is not for me. The, the 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 investor was very well respected. He knew a lot about business. He's a lot smarter than me. So if he said no, that probably means the business sucks, and I should quit now. Uh, I should stop embarrassing myself. And I just caught myself, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Who think this way? Would anyone successful in any way think like this?" 
And looking back at my life, it's like, why did you start wait until you were 30 before you started your own company? You wanted to do this your whole life. And, and now the first sign of reje rejection, you want to quit. And that's where I, I thought, wow, I got a real problem. I got a rejection problem. If I'm going to be successful at anything, whether this, this is this adventure or anything in life, I got to overcome that fear of rejection. And that's why I started this journey of 100 days of rejection. Um, it's, quite a, it's a few years ago where uh, I found this game called rejection therapy, basically just teach you to get rejected on purpose. The idea is if you're afraid of rejection, you go look for it. But at the end, you just desensitize yourself. You become this badass. You know, I'm like, I'm going to be the baddest ass of them all. So I'm going to do this and not do this for 30 days. But how about if I do this for 100 days? Uh, so I did. So I wanted to get over. I, I, I wanted. I wanted to re, just overdose on rejection. So <laughs> I, uh, I started. What I started. Then then I started this journey called 100 Days of Rejection. That's really. That's where uh, kind of people know um, about me. Yeah, man. So tell us how the journey started. What were those first couple like? So basically, the first couple ones I got rejected, and and uh, I uh, the number the first day I went to a. a person and try to borrow $100, uh, just like walk up to a stranger. And, and the second day I went to, uh, after having a burger for lunch, I asked for a refill, um, not, not, not for a drink refill, but for, with a burger refill. Um, so those were the first couple of days and I got rejected. And it, it, the first day was scary as hell. Like I just could not, it took me a long time to gather myself. And after the guy said, no, I just ran that way as fast as I could because I just had all kinds of things playing in my mind. Just horrible things. The guy's going to cuss at me. Uh, you know, he's going to pepper spray me. Maybe he called the police or whatever. I just played all the bad things in my mind. And then when I actually did it, it wasn't that bad. Actually, it was pretty, the guy was courteous and he said, no, he asked me why. But I just ran because I just had all those I anticipated rejection. As soon as it happened, I just felt at the start the worst is happening and maybe already happened or is about to happen. So I just ran. The thing, yeah, so I just have to, you know, but I had to look back though. I had to look back through the video. You know, the thing about doing video uh, blog I did, you know, I was recording all, the, all these things because I want to share this on YouTube. And I have to just kind of see myself, what what the heck happened, you know, and I got to edit the video. And that's where I found, oh, okay, that wasn't that scary. You didn't have to run. You just stay mm -hmm. and, and negotiate it. So that's where I started to slow down and learn how to negotiate after rejection. How, ja, how many of those rejections did you go through before you're like, oh, wait a minute. It, you know, it really wasn't that bad. Was it five? Was it 10? One. <laughs> so just one. Just one. After the first day, I was like, oh, I got to slow down a little bit. I mean, there's some, there's magic in this. Um, <clears throat> there's magic in watching yourself doing things. Like, when you don't watch, people don't like to watch themselves. It's very uncomfortable and, and, and sometimes yeah. feel it's embarrassing because you're never yeah. living up to your own expectations. But when you actually do watch yourself, you learn so much. Like you, you see the athletes, they watch their own films and, and, and the performance, the, the, the performers watch their own performance. And then they, they right away, they learn what's working and what's not working. That's good. So then what happened when you started to slow down and sit in it? What happened? I become better and better at asking, you know, and, and like every day it's like a little training session for me. And people started to say yes to me. 
and 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 uh, and it was pretty crazy request, like the pretty famous one. Okay, so I, I got a bunch of yeses. Like for example, I was able to uh, knock on someone's door with a soccer ball. I want to play um, soccer in his backyard. He said yes to me, uh, and I was able to uh, went to an airfield and flew someone's plane. Speaking of playing, uh, one day I uh, before boarding a plane, I asked the flight attendants, "Can I can I make the safety announcement instead of you?" Uh, and uh, so the guy said yes uh and uh, so it was pretty scary actually he, he, wow yeah so i mean i couldn't do the safety announcement because the people have to be legally people have to be seated and buckled up at that moment but he was like uh, you know after he gave the safety announcement he's like oh we have a passenger who wants to want to say something to you guys so he invited me to the front of the plane I did the open mic. I'm like, this is scary as hell. Like, oh my god! Yeah, I know. People gonna go backstage when you bomb. Oh man, are people gonna tackle me? Like, <laughs> like, like, like I'm a I'm a terrorist or something? But I had a lot of I got a lot of yeses. But the most famous ones were I went to the Krispy Kreme donut shop. They asked them to make me donuts that look like Olympic rings, uh, and uh, and it was like. Uh, I mean, there's no way they're gonna say yes. I asked them to link five donuts together and make them look like rings. And there's no way they're gonna say yes to that. I wasn't gonna come in and make a joke and leave. And guess what? They took me so seriously. And they were like, huh, what does the color look like? How do we do this? And and 15 minutes later, they made it. The, and that video got viral. That one yeah. I think, over 7 million views. Wow, that's the one, okay. Those are crazy, like, asks. Yeah. What like was your I, favorite thing you got to do <laughs> in that hundred days? I mean, I got a lot of people who are who's there are a lot of favorite from others, but my personal favorite is I went to uh, uh, University of Austin, I mean University of Texas in Austin. I, I, I lived in Austin at the time. I started just knocking on people professors' doors when I opened the door. I say, "Hey, can I teach you a class?" You know, can I? <laughs> and the reason is, I actually I come from a family of teachers. You know, just generations of teachers, but. Um, and you know, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I didn't want to be a teacher, um, yeah. but I feel there's this blood in me that's just running through me. That's like you know, got to teach something. So one of my dreams is to teach uh, a class of some or give a guest lecture of some sort. So I went to, I just went to the uh, university and asking professors I can give, I can teach this class, and the the and and then the professor said yes. It was like, you know, I didn't come in empty-handed. I came in prepared. I got my yeah. iPad and I got my curriculum. I got my lecture loaded up. It's like, here's what I'm going to teach. And it's all ready. And he was like, oh, okay. I've never seen people come in. I wanted to teach my class before. I think I might, I might, I can use some of your material. So a couple months later, he scheduled a class for me. So I just went and I give a guest lecture. Um, when I was leaving that classroom, I just, people, you know, students were giving me applause and, and applause and I, I, I just walking out with tears in my eyes because I just feel like, man, you know, I just, I fulfilled my family legacy. You know, I felt my grandma was there with me that day. Um, and then, but also it's like, well, how close are you with your dreams sometimes? Mm. Like the, there's just, you just, you know, most people don't ask. Most people dream, most people want or have something at the back of their mind, but they don't go out and ask. And when they do, they're infinitely closer to their dreams than they were before. So, uh, yeah. So I, you know, that's, that's a, that's my favorite one. That's so cool. And it's also cool. I don't, maybe you've connected this in your head, but because of your entrepreneurship, because of this journey, 
you're now, you are a teacher. You taught this on yeah. TEDx stage. You've taught it on YouTube. You've taught it through your book. You've taught it through your speaking. You've become the teacher based on the passion of entrepreneurship and, and facing that running into the mess, running into the fear of the rejection and coming out on the other side. One of the tidbits you talk about on your TED talk was when you realize um, the power of acknowledging that this is weird. Yeah. Can you talk about that for a minute. Yeah. So, you know, in sales or in whatever we do, we've got to be on, right? We got to be like, you know, put on a show and kind of uh, show the best side of ourselves, which is good. You know, we need that some, sometimes. But a lot of times in if we show some vulnerability or even doubt, uh, but you have a solution for it, it makes you a lot more human. It makes you a lot more relatable. So when you're pitch so, when you're pitching something, people always have doubt, you know. And 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 at the back of my mind, people are thinking, you know, what is this, right? So if sometimes if strategically you can mention the doubt, they can they can probably have about you or what you're pitching, but also present your solutions. You know, that's where uh, that's where you can uh, get a lot of, uh, you know, you can possibly get a lot of buy-ins. I mean, the example I used is where I went to Starbucks, you know, and asked them to be their greeter, you know, and, and Starbucks doesn't have greeters. And I want to be the first greeter for Starbucks, like I was in front of Walmart or something. Um, <laughs> And so the the guys uh, and and the guy was like kind of unsure and and ask him is that weird and he was like yeah it's really pretty weird so but then it just you can tell his demeanor changed when I say is that is weird because when I said that I he was like oh okay I know what I'm doing is weird and he knows I know and then we're on the same side and we're just trying to tackle the weirdness together so we're all in this together so uh, yeah it's like it's like that. It's either, yeah, right. It's like either you're weird or you have a weird idea, right? Mm -hmm. And if we acknowledge the weird idea, then we're all not so weird. Yeah, yeah. Just, just you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes acknowledge the issue, but then face it and tackle it, right? It's just, that, just, that's, a, that's a lesson in just negotiation, but also leadership or anything. Attention visionaries and integrators. Are you doing everything you can to push your leadership team to its greatest potential? If you've read the book Rocket Fuel, written by Gino Wickman and Mark C. Winters, and you're already operating with Rocket Fuel, or maybe you're just looking to get started, then we have the place for you. Introducing Rocket Fuel University, a robust community of visionaries and integrators and those who want to help them succeed. You'll have the ability to connect with other visionaries and integrators who are facing the same challenges you are. Tapping into the experience of others will help you get there faster and with less pain. You'll be able to implement the Rocket Fuel structure more effectively. Rocket Fuel University members get exclusive access to live Q&A meetings presented by the Rocket Fuel leadership team. Get unstuck when you're up against something that you're not quite sure how to handle. To get started, visit rocketfueluniversity.com. And if you're really serious about making your VI duo truly great, register today for Rocket Fuel University. That's rocketfueluniversity.com. You know, you've gotten yeses to some pretty, pretty weird and cool things to do. Yeah. I'm curious, is there one that you didn't get to do that you, you, you wish somebody would have let you? That's a good one. Um, I have this rule where 
anything I ask is like got to be pretty cool, you know, and uh, uh, it's got to be like something I wanted to do. Uh, there's one thing I didn't, I would do one, one day I went to the zoo. I, I wanted to feed the lion. I didn't get to do it because of safety, because safety protocol. <laughs> That'd be really cool if I did, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you right? Know, yeah. And uh, and there's another day I was like uh, another one that I oh I wanted to write an article. Uh, I, so I was talking to this uh, uh, this Business Week, um, you know, uh, reporter who flew down and kind of did a piece on me uh, on uh, how to overcome fear of rejection. She was following me around. So I pitched that I want to write a column for them. Uh, I got to no. know. Uh, but later on, I got to call them my ink. So it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, did, you, did you ever do the math on your, your win-loss ratio yeah, I did. for those 100 days? What was I that? Did. I got a 51 yes and 49 no. There's oh some goodness, like this so perfect. Yeah, there's some like kind of yes and some kind of no. So, but I would just kind of a categorize them. Yeah, but basically, yeah. I got one, two more uh, yeses than no's. So, so I, was it Michael Jordan that said you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's really him, but that that is just ringing true, and I've never thought about it in terms of just asking for crazy stuff. Absolutely, and. You know, it's even more true than basketball, right? In basketball, when you are missing a shot, you are basically taking away the opportunity to score from someone else, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in life, in entrepreneurship, you're not taking away from anyone. Like you just, I mean, you have a finite amount of time in your life to pursue your dreams and make something happen. And, and you're the only one who's stopping you. Like you're like, hey, I, I pitched this guy or maybe that column or that investor. I got rejected. Boy, doesn't that suck? Let me just quit right now. And guess right. what? There are like 50, 100 more people there you can you can you can pitch to. Just because you got a one no and you're afraid or you're you feel the pain, you just quit. That you just lost all those chances. So, John, if if I have a fear of rejection, and I think fundamentally most humans do, yes. right? Because we yeah. all want to be a part or feel a part, right? Like a tribe yeah. or whatever. Um, how do you help someone like me? Do I have to go do a hundred days of rejection? No, no. Um, you just start with one. Just you remember, remember I told my story that only after doing one, I just felt that there's huge difference in my life. Like, you, like actually that's the biggest learning is after, after, after one. After that is the, you still you still have a like incremental learning, but it kind of a uh, you know it kind of diminishes. But the, the first step is, uh, is is huge. The way that you got confidence was by putting yourself in a situation where you knew you weren't going to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. You asked the crazy question, and you get a no. Oh, that hurt. But then you do it again. Oh, this time you got a yes completely different feelings. Like, oh, wait a minute. Yep. Wait, did you just say yes? Right. Yep. Your confidence, your, your, your confidence is built through repetition, just like an athlete. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and when things slow down, um, there's, there's something called deliberate practice. Um, basically you don't worry about the outcome. You worry about the mechanics 
you worry about the little skills you're trying to build, right? I feel like at the end, I was in, the, in that, uh, toward that process. Basically, I'm like, okay, today I'm gonna train myself to not get flustered after rejection. Or maybe like, I'm gonna train myself to ask for something else. I'm gonna train myself. So I focus on the specific skills and stop worrying about if I was getting a yes or no or not. Yeah, and that's, that's where so I got pretty good. Yeah, uh, what's the keys to slowing down? That seems like good in, in theory, but like you get into the moment you're, you know, you get the frazzle or whatever. Yeah. You just do it. You just do it more. Like, 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 you know, the repetition slows it okay. down. Yeah. The, the, when you haven't experienced something before, your body is in like almost like a shock mode. You're like, wow, what is this? Right. I, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to be in danger. Then you go into this fight or flight mode. But then when you learn that you're not going to be in danger, even you said you got rejected, your body's like, yeah, you know, whatever. And uh, he's going to be, he's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to be, I'm not going to have the adrenaline just pump everything, all the adrenaline in your, your, your body and just have you go crazy. You know, just do whatever you want. So that's where things slow down. You start just having conversations, you start making jokes and that's where it gets good. You know, my wife and I work out together and we were literally just talking last week about how, you know, we've done some really, really hard workouts where you feel like you're going to die. Mm. And I'm 42 years old and I've never actually died from a workout. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what am I afraid of? Like, right. what, you know, I'm not, I might feel like I'm going to die, but I'm not going to die. Like, keep going. Keep, like, right. why does that thought even come in my mind anymore? You know? All right. So Chris kind of asked this question. I want to make I want to know if there's anything you said, go try it once, but I know when you set out on your quest, you found a lot of inspiration and you were like, no, that's not going to do it because if it was just inspiration, everybody would be better by now. So you went looking for transformation and found that through this process. So when you say, go just try it once, are you saying just take the first step or are you saying literally for most people do it once and you're, somewhat cured oh no 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 uh you're you're, you, you're never cured think about this as a training uh not like a like a like a vaccine you don't just do it and think you're good uh it's you do it you start a process of training yourself courage is like a muscle right the more you do it the more the, the stronger you get the more you're able to get it and this builds on itself so same thing with you know it's just like you're training your your you, you know your literal uh, muscle, uh, so is courage. So is um, you know your um, confidence. You want to keep doing this and build and and build. And that by the end, I felt like I could ask anything from anyone anywhere. Uh, by the end, when I was doing this, so I'm wondering, did you notice were there any factors that you knew would probably lead to a yes or a no? And I'll give you an example. Um, a, so a YouTube video, kind of a prank video, and and a girl was dressed up like she was destitute, like not a, a a penny to her name, and then she was putting like the she wanted to put the last the whatever money she had, she wanted to buy gasoline for her car. But when you looked at her appearance and you looked at her car, you're like, Ugh, right? So a guy walked by and she asked for help, and he said no. And she goes, but I need help. I, I, I don't have it. And he kept going. When he went in the store, she switched her costume and she had a cocktail dress on with high heels. Oh. 
and she wiped the dirt off of her face. She she had uh, dirt on her teeth. She wiped it all off. She took her hair out of a hat and just, you know, completely transformed herself like in a couple minutes. And when that guy came out, she said, oh, excuse, you know, different tone of voice, different look. Can you help me, sir? And he came right over and helped her. And I'm wondering, did you experience, did you notice anything like that? Did you experiment with the way you looked or talked? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I experiment with all kinds of things. And I, what you're saying is true. It's just human nature, right? It's it's really not a, like you would think like, oh, man, the guy's a scumbag, right? So so he's like, he's helping someone who's pretty and maybe he has some ulterior motives. And, right. and, and but with someone who's in real need, he was shying away. That's actually not the case. People, um, people go towards safety and what they are comfortable with. So if you dress up well, if you speak well, people feel like, oh, she's well of us. Like she's like, we're the same level or she's someone I respect. Uh, with somebody I respect, I feel safe. I feel like she's not gonna pull one over me, mm -hmm. right? But if, she, but, if, but if she's dressed up in a very different way, like, you know, like someone who's, you know, who's destitute, as you mentioned, then, Sometimes the people are just out of the, people, maybe you can't help someone with pity, but you're like, well, that person is in a perpetual state of destitute. There could be something wrong. There could be something that's, she's in a different place or in society, or she's in a different state than me. I don't know what she's gonna do, right? right? Uh, so it's not about, a lot of times we go right away to morality, but in that case, it's probably more like our needs for safety or familiarity. Um, so in in um, in a uh, uh, hundred days of rejection, I experimented with all kind of things. I didn't put on a costume or anything like that. But one day, I went. I started panhandling. I started just like getting on the street, <laughs> the cross of the street. I, I was like, I see those guys. I'm gonna try it myself. Um, so I and and uh, I started putting up different signs, and you know, um, like number one sign is. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, okay, a rule I made for myself is I'm not going to lie. You know, I don't want to lie in 100 days of rejection because that's, that's, you know, just like this. Yeah, it wouldn't uh, be authentic. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun. Like, I want to, I want to see how people can, like, can I be myself and be honest and get an answer? So I wanted to panhandle, but I want to give the money to the uh, Humane Society, you know, to, uh, you know, to some, to some sort of charity. So the, I started trying different signs. One sign I put up is like, you know, all money goes to charity. Uh, and then very few, some people stop, very few people give me money. And, and then people might be like, yeah, right, right. Then I, then the second one I wrote, um, all the money goes to humane society. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and I was holding up the sign and people stopped. And, and I, got, I got a lot of, I got quite a bit of money. And some people were thanking me for it. People were like, thank you for doing this. And so, and then the third sign, I made a joke and people didn't get it. No one stopped. And so <laughs> it's just like your messaging has a huge influence on the outcome. And I'm sure I didn't change my dress or anything. I mean, maybe it'd be cool to actually put on like a dress, like I'm, I mean, put on a, a shirt, like I'm destitute or something. But it would, again, you've been authentic, right? I want to say within what I was doing, I want to change up the message. I want to see what happens. So it does have a huge influence on how people perceive you and react to you.
That's so cool. So, so tell us what you're doing now. You, you've had all these experiences, you shared them online and you really launched another career. So tell us what you're doing now. Yeah. So I do a couple of things. One is my main thing is I do tons of speaking. You know, I, I travel around and before the, you know, before the pandemic, of course, I travel around the world and to teach people how to become rejection. And, you know, I, I, you would think a lot of big companies, the people who actually work in those companies are people who are not afraid of rejection. Maybe they've made it in life, you know, quote unquote. But that's not the case. Like I've been places like Google, I've been places like Microsoft multiple, multiple times. And, and the, sometimes they're, they're, the, they're the best and brightest in the world. They're, they're still afraid of rejection. I've been to, uh, you know, I've, I've spoken at some of the best universities like Yale or Duke. And this is really just, you know, anyone like whatever you are doing and however high up you are in the ladder, so-called, and you, you, if you overcome your fear, you can become better. Um, so I do a lot of speaking, so that's what I do. The second thing I do is I'm actually starting a new blog, teaching people personal finance. Uh, that's, yeah, I call it love investor. So if you go to rejectiontherapy.com, you're going to see my new blog. And okay. so, yeah, so basically I teach people how to, um, basically combine their love and passion with their investment. You know, I, I want to teach people make investment decisions based on, the companies they love, uh, you know, the products they just crave and they, they cannot, the services they cannot live without. I ask people to use that as judgment instead of the cold hard numbers because investment, you know, people has been wanting to tell you investment is some sort of emotionless machine. You just numbers game or you, or maybe you got to have to, um, you know, try to speculate and all that. But investment is really about your passion. If you love something, if, if you put money into something you love, whether it's a company or, or product, and, and then you feel like you and your money in harmony, and then you understand what your money is and you have a lot of fun. So that's what I write. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Old saying, your money is where your heart is. Yep. Or your heart is where your money is. One, one of those. You're all right. Welcome. So cool to hang out with you. Uh, Tractionville, rejectiontherapy.com. We can also link you over to the book, How to Become Rejection Proof. And uh, I'm going to throw this down right now. Chris, don't hate me if you hate the idea because it's going live right now. <laughs> we are going to send a crazy cool gift basket with some crazy cool stuff to whoever sends us the best story of being rejected that they went out and did based on hearing this conversation. So Tractionville, game on, send us some stories, take the challenge. You've got the inspiration, but only you can do the transformation. So you got to go out there and do it. You got to do that first one. And we want to hear some stories. We'll send out some cool swag, some cool gifts to whoever we hear from. Thank you so much for being with us. Leave us with your final piece of wisdom, guidance, What's on your heart right now? One thing for Tractionville out there. Yeah, um, life is too short to be afraid of rejection, like to be constantly worried about what people think about you. Um, and it, we, we live like we have an uh, infinite amount of time. Uh, we actually don't. You know, we are, uh, you know, you never know, you know, when the lights is going to go off. You never know what state you're going to be in. If you got ideas, if you got ambition, if you, you know, if, if at the end of the day, um, you know, if, if, if you try your ideas, if you give your best shot, they got rejected, you'll fail. 
you can live with that. But if by the end you're like, wow, I didn't even try because I was afraid what people gonna say about me or the possibility of failure, I didn't try hard enough. That type of regret will be uh, will be really painful. Um, yeah. And maybe you can rationalize yourself out of it. Well, people are good at rationalizing, but I'm just yeah. wondering how many ideas are killed, how many dreams are 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 annihilated just because we're so afraid of failure and rejection. So, mm. you know. Just go for it. You know, you 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 you, you got to let your dream breathe. You got to let your ideas shine. You know, give them a chance. So, and people's opinion, who cares? They're going to come <laughs> and go. And, right. And, yeah, you only live one life. That's great. All right. Hey, Tractionville, so fun. We'll see you back next week for Tractionville Tuesday.